0: Money FM 89.3, best of lunchtime. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Goh only on Money FM 89.3.
1: Hashtag Wanderlust this Wednesday here on your lunchtime. I'm Timothy Go, and with me is. Ong Hanje, Managing Director of EU Asia Holiday. And we are talking about the impact of COVID-19's outbreak in the travel sector, in the travel industry. It is projected at about 30% of the travel industry in Singapore will be affected by this. But how exactly does one get affected as a travel agency servicing Singaporeans moving overseas. Mr. Han, with me on the phone lines this afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Han. Thanks for joining me here. So, first of all, what is the biggest impact for for your travel agency for EU Asia holiday?
0: Okay, the biggest one would be for Singaporeans traveling to China. Of course, we have to cancel all the uh, uh, travel programs that's departing from now until you know, March and the ones that is coming up on April and May are still pending. Yeah, so this one, it's, for this segment of the business, it's hit on the harder side on the face.
1: Okay, for, for, tourism, for tourism here in Singapore, the, 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 the Chinese tourists account for a big bulk, almost a third of the tourists that come into Singapore. But for local Singaporeans going to China, how big of a business is this for Singaporean travel agencies, or for yours for that matter?
0: Okay, um I'm not too sure and I do not probably have the amount of, uh, I mean, the figure that's, uh, Singaporeans traveling to China. But, uh, on an estimate, uh, I don't have the exact figure, but on the estimate side, uh, we are looking at at least 1 million to 1.5 million travelers from Singh to China mm-hmm. on a package holidays, you know, yearly.
1: And that sounds like a big number. So when it comes to, well, you know, your airlines, your hotels and all that, the, the indirect effect of, of this uh, a virus outbreak as well for both sides is major.
0: Okay, because we have been in the industry for a couple of years and uh, coming up uh, this year is our 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And we have a few um, selected partners over the years that we actually uh Green through uh, whether the hotels, the land operator, the guides. Okay, so we have maintained a very good relationship with them, and therefore, when this situation has arise, okay, and uh, we have customer starts to cancel, and of course, our land, our hotels, and. You know, people that are involved, they are willing to also give us the refund, and hence we are able to refund back to the customer.
1: Okay, so that is a good thing for the customer. But going back to when we don't know when it's going to be back to normal, uh, how does that happen? I mean, when when it get back it gets back to normal, will it be? quick enough that you will see a jump in in people traveling again or will consumers maybe take a while to before they decide where to go what to do
0: okay um in fact um for now although the business has been declining but i still have reservation and bookings going to china but they don't wow, book, okay yeah they don't book the package that is departing this couple of months they book package uh, that departs in October, November. Okay, December. so further down so the road. You, yeah, they are, still, they are still confident that you know, the market will pick up, uh, the virus will be gone and they are still confident to, to travel. And we have existing customers who did not seek refund. They want to transfer to a later date. So we allow them to do so and we give them a $50 credit.
1: Okay, so that's that's a good thing. Um, are they allowed to, for example, if somebody has already paid for a package to China, uh, apart from transferring it to a later date, are they allowed to choose a different destination instead?
0: Yes, of course. We have to give them uh, flexibility. We give uh, all our customer, our affected customers, three choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, they can choose to change to another other tours. Okay. Number two, they are allowed to change to. Uh, They are allowed to change the date to a same tour, but a later timing, which they can advise us later after the virus is gone. Number three, they are allowed to take a full refund, no question asked.
1: Okay, now for a business like yours, how does that affect your bottom line? Because there will be costs incurred definitely when somebody cancels or refunds in your suppliers, in airfare, in, in any way. Is that a major impact to the business?
0: Oh, yes, it do. Um, For example, if customers are still, uh, they book for a package that travels in April and at the moment, no airline is doing any refund for April and the hotels are not doing anything for April as well. So if customer wants to do a refund for now, um, well, this will impact my business. Yeah, because I will have to pay them and yet, you know, I'm sandwiched between the customer and land. I have to balance them.
1: Okay. Now, I uh, since uh, EU Asia holiday has not been around during the SARS outbreak, but you have probably been in the industry at that time. What are some of the lessons that you can learn from, from that time in terms of recovery when people are ready and confident enough to travel?
0: Okay. I think um, what we can do now, and back in the, the SARS days, I am, in this industry but with other companies at that time i'm still an employee <laughs> okay yeah so <laughs> yeah so what what happened during that time is, uh well we were not given time to there is no training given to us there is uh, you know we, we are just given instruction just to wait and hold on but for now the mm-hmm. situation has changed mm-hmm. yeah we during this time we are engaging external parties to do training we are giving them time to do preparation. We are tidying up all our SOPs so that we are getting the staff ready. When the upturn is here, at least they are prepared, they are geared for, to do probably another 1.5 times from the normal days that they can probably be doing.
1: Okay, as, as we go on with this uh uncertainty of the COVID outbreak, different countries impose different travel advisories for other countries and so on. It doesn't mean don't travel. It just means be careful, right? Uh, does that yeah. affect uh, ticket sales and tour sales to these places? For example, I'm thinking about um, Thailand or even for other countries coming into Singapore because there are other countries who have raised their travel advisories for Singapore. How does that work? Oh,
0: wow. Okay. that. Uh, I mean, did you see it's a down... more for inbound. Mm-hmm. Okay, inbound from uh, other countries coming into Singapore, that, wow, this amount of figure dips by, I would probably say 75% on my business.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Yeah, and, correct. Yeah.
1: And for countries that are, okay, fine. They, they are a country like Japan or, or Thailand, for example, where there's a significant number of infection. Not so bad, but still a significant number. Do you see a dip in people going to those places?
0: Yes, we I already seen them. <laughs>
1: and what do you tell so them? I mean, people uh,
0: now they don't just cancel to China; they also cancel to other parts of the world. So it is not just affected, affecting uh, Japan, Thailand, or even uh, Taiwan, but Globally, Mm -hmm. it's affected because Singaporeans are refusing to travel for now.
1: And I can see where they're coming from because if you are traveling, and even though the place you're going to has not currently imposed any travel restrictions, you may never know on the day you travel or the day you arrive, a travel restriction will be put in place where you're mid-flight. A good example would be when the United States imposed a travel restriction for, for flights coming into China people who landed Mm -hmm. on that day in the United Mm -hmm. States were very confused. They didn't know what was happening.
0: Oh, okay. So So this this thing kicks in while they are in the air. Yeah, Yeah, correct. So usually when this kind of situation appear, we will probably seek uh, assistance from airline and we will try to, and this is because of the government's restriction for the tourists to go into that country. Mm -hmm. We will actually uh, assist the traveling passengers to get a refund back from uh, the various vendors like hotels and land and uh, airline, okay. and we will also be doing our best or uh, all our best to assist them in uh, travel insurance claim.
1: Okay, Uh, Ms. John, I'm a very optimistic person and I always see opportunity in every kind of crisis situation. So when this all clears up, do you foresee opportunities perhaps opening up to different travel destinations now uh, that were not being looked at before this crisis happened?
0: We have always been doing that.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and after this uh, situation is going to subside, we are going to be enhancing our current packages we are going to come up with more new destinations we are also going to make uh, uh, our product our itineraries uh, we want to induce with more creativity and uh, a lot more experiential uh, uh, this kind of uh elements to
1: the passengers. Speaking of that, uh, yesterday we were, uh, earlier this week, we were reporting that uh, the travel associations here in Singapore have set up guidelines uh, for tourists and travel agencies to be watchful for for symptoms of people and things like that. Do you think this kind of uh, guideline should be put in place from now on so that everyone is more aware and more vigilant of somebody who may not be feeling well while they're traveling?
0: Um, I think we should do in part of this because uh, what we are doing is more on a group tour basis. Mm -hmm. So if it's a group tour basis, it's not just one family within the tour itself. So we have many other tour members within the tour. So we would need to protect uh, uh, the uh, uh, other passengers that are travelling together with us. So to put this in place, it's still uh, quite important to me, I think.
1: Okay, One last thing. Um, In the budget speech, the the, uh, finance minister did mention that there will be assistance given to the aviation and tourism sector. Um, What would you like to see more of in in terms of the assistance that uh, will be given to this particular sector, which is hard hit?
0: Okay. Um, Because um, let's Let's look at probably uh, some training packages, uh, assistance that you know. Uh, because in this industry, we do not just have Singaporeans; we also exactly. have uh, foreigners that that is also in this industry, and we have quite a fair bit of foreigners. Okay, so um, this package that is only available to Singaporeans, it's probably can only help us in probably like something like a fifty, sixty, seventy percent assistance, but. We also have a number of foreigners who are also from Malaysia, from China, from, China, from Philippines. So we would need to give these people a, certain, uh, a same treatment in a company level. I need to give them the same treatment compared to my workers. Okay. So if the government can do certain things to assist us in this uh, package, in their salary package or in the training package, that will largely uh, help us in... Uh, preparing for the
1: upturn all right and we hope that upturn comes really soon because uh you know putting our holiday plans on hold because of the virus is not very comforting for a lot of people especially planning ahead which i always uh, encourage people to do good thing to note is that down the road you still have a lot of uh tourists planning for their travel holidays well, after this, uh, in later on this year. Thank you very much uh, for joining me here, Mr. Han. Mr. Ong Han-jae is the Managing no <laughs> Director of EU Asia Holiday, here to talk about how the COVID-19 scare or the outbreak is affecting the travel industry and what's ahead and how we can all be watchful and vigilant. You're listening to Hashtag Wanderlust here on Lunchtime money FM 89.3.